I got to send this to Nate Marquise. Nate Marquise is our campus life reality, much like Chris was our Debbie debate reality early in the days in the CFF channel every Tuesday morning. He's he's so funny about it. Yeah. Here's what you guys fucked up this episode. It's generally related to Oklahoma um, or the Big 12, to be fair. But but uh, no, Nate, Nate, Nate's article that he dropped uh, last week. The depressing one. Yeah. You. Um, it Validating was really me. good. Uh, and Corey's article that he dropped this week were, was also very good. We've actually had a lot of really great, great content on the site recently. Dude, I don't want to be biased because it it is this, the website that I obviously own a one thir- or two thirteenth share of or something. But I like our team is crushing it right now. Like everybody here is just freaking crushing it. Like I, I mean, I read something from Corey. It made me actually not want to publish something that I was. I, was like, I gotta go back and write rewrite this. <laughs> rewrite this. Just his hey, article was really well done. Yeah. It, it was it was really impressive. Yeah. <laughs> That's not just the way it looked too. What do we got here? No, this is just a blanket. Uh, it's it's cold. It's cold. It's, is it cold in Pittsburgh? Yeah. So I woke up at like six thirty this morning and it was like fifty five, and I was like, oh fuck yeah! In the in the house? No, outside. Oh, outside. Like oh. And then literally like forty minutes later, when I went to leave, it, it got really dropped like six degrees, yeah. and now it's like thirty degrees out. Yeah, it's kind oh. of cold. Hey, 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 what's up, though? Well, Nate. Well, well. <laughs> uh, Nate? Not much. What's going on? Not too much. You got a you got a brewski. What do we what do we got tonight? Um, no, taking it easy tonight. It's uh it's a Wednesday. I figure I fire up my weekend on a Thursday. So if you ask me again in twenty four hours, the answer would be a lot different. All right, I, I will hit you yep. up. The voice that you're hearing is CFF uh, Nate Nate Marquise, who I mean I think we've referenced his work even be- I mean I know I did even before he came on with us, and now he is on our CFF team. So. Welcome, mate. Welcome. Appreciate it, fellas. Yeah, it's been, uh, I mean, I've only been around uh, for a few weeks now, but I've already cranked out a couple articles, so I feel like I'm trying to dive into the deep end, so it's been fun. Oh, yeah. It's been fun reading your stuff. I mean, it's not been fun reading your stuff, to be honest, but it's been informative. <laughs> I, 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 I literally got through the first uh, two quarterbacks on my list that I wrote up and I just thought to myself, boy, yeah. this is, this is not going to be something that Felix is going to be super thrilled to, to go, go, go find a reason for us to hate CJ Stroud. And then I'll, that's all <laughs> like that. CJ Stroud. Um, CFF perspective, there will be no, there will be no hate coming this way for CJ Stroud. We, I, th- I feel, I feel like the nomenclature for, that's around college fantasy football still needs to be explained because Austin would say CFF to me all the time. And I was like, I don't, what are you, what are you talking about? And so for the, for the uninitiated CFF is essentially redraft college fantasy football, where the only thing that matters is production and these players scoring points. So, you know, there's no, you know, Bailey Zappi going to be highly valued in CFF. Uh, over a player like Drew Aller, where where you know Drew Aller is a freshman going to Penn State, he's not going to play this year. We're going to have Drew Aller ranked much higher in our campus to Canton rankings in CFF college fantasy football. A player like Drew Aller, Jaden Blue has virtually no value. 
My, is that is that fair, Nate? Yeah, yeah. If you, I mean, I play in. I I actually tend to love Dynasty CFF, so oh, uh, okay. or, or or keeper leagues. So for me, I I do pay a lot of attention to those incoming freshmen, even if you're talking about you know Aller and Blue who are going to be sitting for a year potentially. Tape I still. Uh, yeah, don't get me started. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, those guys do still carry some weight, but yeah, from a, from a redraft perspective, yeah, the, the C2C, uh, mingling with CFF is always interesting because the, the drafts just look so different. Yeah, they do. And and when I, I, I love looking at the CFF drafts, uh, as we welcome in Mike Valerie, uh, into the, the, the uh, into the show, <laughs> after. Um, but no, I love looking at the CFF drafts because, I, first of all, I like seeing names that I don't recognize. There are fewer names this year when I'm looking at you know yourself, Mike ba- Bainbridge post their uh, their best ball drafts. I'm like, okay, I actually know some of these players. But man, the education it just really really helps. Um, getting to 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 know those names, you know, as we get into those rounds that Austin says that aren't, you know, valuable for C2C purposes and supplemental drafts, but you can find some of those guys who are going to produce for you um, college points. So I, I didn't even notice it during the Twitter feed, but your robe or is that a robe? Are you wearing a towel? Did you just just get out of the pool? Did you like, I didn't even notice it. (laughs) I would turn on, I have a, I have a space heater under here, but you would pick, I would pick it up on the mic, so I got this rope. Wow, what a, even, what a trooper. It. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Felix. For your sacrifice, yeah. Yeah, thank you for your sacrifice, yeah, for sure. That a hard, hard-earned, uh, a hard-earned sacrifice. But, so what I, what I actually wanted to, to say is um, CFF drafters are so much – I will say better. Actually, yeah. I will say better because it's true. They're way better at drafting like college producing players than C2C players are. Like there's a huge discrepancy between who C2C thinks is going to be productive from a college <clears throat> lens and who CFF is going to be productive from a college lens. Like there's a huge gap between these two. And if only there was some sort of slider that could like solve it long, long term for, um, you know, for ADP, I'd love to see that sort of thing. But for now, I mean, you just got to compare ADP among the two. And I, I think that CFF has done a really good service for C2C players who are looking for production. Because, like, there are players that we don't have, like, aren't even on our radar that I think are being drafted in CFF that, like, you would you can find in, like, thirty round 35, 30, round 40 of c to c leagues like i was talking with jarek this morning and jarek was like i was talking about stefan cobbs and like stefan cobbs is not a sleeper when you talk about c to c like cff leagues like everyone in CFF they know everything crosses. they know everything yeah. I, they, I remember like, last there's year so kyle, much value kyle francis so value. is telling me about nathaniel dell i'm like they don't oh, they don't know about kobe hudson though yeah my, my mike mike the thought leader is uh the biggest kobe hudson fan but seriously cff is so integral to your c2c leagues that like you need to be paying attention to what our guys say like nate's a huge part of that nate knows 
Nate knows more, I think, than I could like possibly learn in my lifetime. Like Nate knows everything. Well, my my wife would tell you that's the saddest thing she's ever heard because she's, <laughs> she sees she sees how much time I'm wasting on uh, uh, Twitter and Phil Still magazines and doing all the ridiculous research that I do. Uh, you know, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's a lot of information and it's a lot to uh, it's a lot to digest. So sometimes it's uh, you know it's good to put something together and and hopefully try to simplify some things. You, you'd mentioned like how cff um guys that you know that's that people like me that's that's primarily or, or solely what they do can be so much better at times at drafting college production it's i i think that we've just had more time and have spent more time focusing on coaching trends and systems you know from an nfl perspective you're looking at that talent more than anything else um and for and for us it's it's literally just spending a lot of time focusing on what those coaching trends are from the offensive coordinator to even sometimes the qb coach and just knowing kind of where those guys are floating and right now it's crazy because they they're just transitioning from job to job so quickly as fast as players are in the portal really yeah for sure so i don't want to put you on the spot so feel free to give uh any sort of answer you want here but who is your favorite sleeper currently in CFF? You want one name and one name only. Oh, geez. Um, I'm trying to think maybe who I've been targeting pretty hard in the uh, – I've gone through two rounds now where we're almost done with the second um, best ball uh, draft. I don't know. Let me think about it for a minute, and we'll come back to it. All right. I'm expecting an answer. Now we got Mike on. <laughs> Who is who brought the mustache game to match Felix? Yep. Did you comb that? I shaved Did you it. Comb that? It looks. No, I shaved it. No, I don't comb. No, it's just mm -hmm. natural like this. I shaved it mid mid show. Once I saw Felix had his shave, I was like, God, I gotta be like that guy. I was gonna say you did not show up with the mustache last week, did you? No, no I, had, I believe I, had, I cut this he, off. He last did. Week. He had a beard. He had a full, had a full beard. beard. I gave yeah, him. Yeah. So I gave were, him shit last. Two yes. Ago? Last night. Yeah. Yeah. It's a week ago. No, About a week two nights ago. ago we had that. Oh. We had a meeting. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 We did. We did. Yeah. We did. If we are okay. listening to the after show, like back to back weeks, last week you heard Mike on as well, and he was saying that he had his exam coming up, and what what are the results? Tell tell the people, Mike. I passed. I passed. So I'm now a nationally licensed uh, loan originator. So I'm very excited about that. Yes. Okay. And that is uh, only possible through, um, you know, working with yeah, the C2C crew. Yeah. I got way more intelligent. Yeah. Listen to everybody here. The test has like a 35% pass rate. So yeah. couldn't have done <laughs> it without the, the team. The only difference is he wasn't listening to um, Austin the majority of the time. Oh, or Matt in this in this side. I, I would give you a round of applause, but I tried to make that a thing on this show, and nobody ever joins in. So let's set the scene. <laughs> let's set let let let's set the scene. Uh, it's an only want... medium, so yes, you have to tell people what you're looking at. Okay, yeah. I also want anyway. you guys to know that I finished my rankings. By the way, like I promised the other day. <laughs> what, I also want you to know you that ranking, I'm Mike? Debbie. I don't care about anything else besides Debbie. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> That's what we pay you for. Yeah. I stopped that like tight end. Right, can, That's irrelevant. Don't, don't even care. 
Mike has also been doing. Mike can help you with mine. I need help with mine. That's just going to be. I'll just just copy and paste. When he says he needs help, he means like literally like he needs you to help him with the computer because he can't work it. I was like taking peeks at the the websites rankings and like Alfred's just pure chaos. Like I'll be looking at some of them and it'll be like 30 across the board. And I look at Alfred's and it's like 115. And I'm like, wow. You want to hear something hilarious about this? And this is not giving too much of a peek behind the curtain. So we have our freshman rankings on the site. Like we've we've got the guide. And we've yeah, got yeah, yeah. I'll keep in Alf, Alfred's one of the rankers. Uh, big wide receiver guy went through and did like an analysis of like whose rankings are most similar to everybody else's. If there's any sort of like correlation between any of them and Alfred literally like there were a couple groupings that were close and Alfred like was like not even fucking close to anybody's ever. Yes. Like, what was his R's? It was like 0.009 or something stupid. Like he's like at God bless him. Like he is ranking, like he is not being swayed by anybody. And that's a good thing. But like he was not even close to anybody else's. We were like, oh, okay. Very independent. Yeah. I don't look at anybody so... else's rankings either. Well, I guess like I mean I might pay attention to 24-7 as I'm going through. But I don't like I'm I don't know how you can have Drew Aller like quarterback 90 or player 98. I'm I'm so, the thought here. So can I just give like an example though of one just so I can like set the scene for people listening? Katron Allen, right? You got you got Austin has Katron Allen at 22, Collins got him at 26, Felix has him at 30, Matt has him at 19, and you go over to Alfred 108. Love <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Love it. Alfred Alfred is putting yep. himself out on a uh, on the limb. Yeah. You know what though? It's funny because like, he did well last year in his stuff. Like he wrote that three star article, and like four of them hit. Like his three star stuff last season, um, he did a, a bunch of content with that. Was like really excellent. They were late risers, and they were players who. Well, who was it? It was Gabe Gabe Irvin, Devin Neal. Devin Neal was a three star last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, the dude from uh, Boston College, uh, Coleman. Who who we still have ranked above Pat Garwo, by the way. Pat Garwo is by far the least. <laughs> so we got we gotta we gotta I say we Nate, you, I, you go do your CFF rankings and we'll rank, you know, how you <laughs> <laughs> I do have a question about a player. Speaking of a player that we have we that we do not have ranked, one Zach Gibson going from Akron to Georgia Tech. He's gonna start at tech. I'm convinced he's going to beat out Jeff Sims for the job. Y'all he's going to be the sprinkle on top of the turd. Congratulations. Y'all are crazy. There's, he's going to be that is, that is not happening. That is no. that is not happening. Sims is one of those guys that is just – like he's one of those guys that can go nuclear and carry you for a week and then will be the worst ever for two to three more weeks. So he, he just cannot be somebody that you want to – put too much draft capital in because he can be a mess throughout the course of a season. But man, in like a best ball league or something like that, he can go crazy. But I, I do not see Zach Gibson taking his job. I, I just don't. I, I like Why their transfer there then. Like I, there are so many I, other I, places he could have gone. See, that's funny. Cause I, I really think well, if Zach Gibson was the quarterback at Western Kentucky, how would you feel about him? You'd be like, we gotta go get some Zach, get some Zach Gibson. I don't know. Is he better than Darius Oceans? I haven't watched Ocean's I just want to be able to call my team's Ocean's Eleven, so don't you guys take this from me. Okay? <laughs> I think Zach Gibson is good. Like I don't think I, I think, think he's Zach like Gibson a legitimately good, good 
player. I think he's I think, way better I than Jeff Sims, who almost lost his, like his lost his job at what, times what, last year. What if they did this? What if Jeff Sims just transferred over to Akron and runs the uh, Joe Moorhead offense since he needs a running quarterback? I mean, that that seems like yeah. the right fit. They should have just made a trade. I, yeah. I agree. So who who's starting to Akron this year? I actually researched this like a couple days ago. I I um, spent a couple I think minutes it's too. I think Demarcus Iron. Yeah. I think it's Demarcus Irons. Uh, I have Zach Larry listed second on the death chart. Um, I actually forgot Cam Wiley transferred in there. That's kind of an interesting transfer. Collins all over Cam Wiley there. That's like oh, I think John Zell Norris is going to be the RB one. So yeah, the yeah suck on that Colin. Norris in a row. Yeah, yeah, Colin John This is a really nice sleeper. Yeah. Yeah, I like John Zell Norris actually because that offensive line was actually like pretty good last year. It's a top 50 unit in terms of line or top or they rank 42nd in terms of line yards. Like that's not a bad team. And they return all they return four starters and then they brought in Max Baines in the portal and he's gonna start a tackle. Like he's a good player. So I actually kind of like John Zell Norris. Not to not to get like off on Akron running backs, but you guys are making up names. Our veterans like CFF. You're making up you're making up names. You're just Nor- making up names. Nor- Norris is like the real players. He's a he's a big boy. He's like 6'2", 215, 220, yeah, right in that time. range. He's uh they he was one of those guys that had my had my eye because the spring reports came out like yeah uh last year as a true freshman like well it turns out uh this guy we knew nothing about might be our best uh, running back and then at the end of the season he showed out really well so yeah he was he was really impressive I so I I think he's gonna operate cl- as a clear RB one in front of Wiley I don't think Wiley's all that great um so I like Norrell's a lot but I think that offense might be better than people think it might be I don't know I kind of like Billy Fessler like I'm kind of interested in what he's doing um, oh, I uh, I do have a question. Yeah, just for the group here, right? Um, I feel like Mizzou brought in a lot of high high level talent this year for freshmen, but no one's talking about their quarterbacks at all. Like, is it still Bayslack? And do we believe in Bayslack yeah, now? Bayslack transferred Bayslack's out to Indiana. Indiana, right? Oh, so who's it now? Yeah, Cook. I think it's Brady Cook. I think Brady Cook is going to start week one. Like, I think Brady Cook's the guy week one, and I think Sam Horn can maybe come on later. But I think it's Brady Cook, and I like Brady Cook looked looked good against Army. I don't know why everybody's discounting him. Like he looked. Why are we good. counting? Why are we counting on Tyler Macon so fast? Uh, because he's small. Have you seen his size? You're small. No, not no. I am towering over over Macon. The uh, there was a I number thought... of those reports with Jaden Daniels uh, listed Missouri as an option. I don't think they had any oh, like, any basis be behind great. it, but but Ooh. that was one that. I think everybody just thinks that they're in that group of of programs that are on the lookout for a QB, but they I haven't seen them really seeking anybody out. I mean, they haven't gotten visits from guys like Cameron Ward or any of those guys, you know. Well, I, How long I think Cameron Ward. I really think Brady Cook is a. I think Brady Cook could start here like week one. Like I thought he looked is, really good against Army. Is Dominic like, really at TCU or is he at Missouri? I didn't hear that he transferred, but but what what school is he? Missouri. Also, he is up because he's from East St. Louis. Also, yeah, he played. He was Tyler Macon's like main wide receiver in high school. Okay, okay, they played together. I mean, Macon got the the Missouri quarterback start against Georgia. 
and granted, I, I Georgia, actually thought Georgia looked good. broke more than one quarterback this year. So there's, yeah. you know, I actually thought Macon looked good in that game. Like maybe not in the first half, but in the second half, like I thought he actually looked impressive. Exactly. What the fuck did you want this kid? First, first collegiate start. We're just going to toss you out against Georgia, who had just destroyed DJ, DJU's entire like. DJU's been groomed <laughs> since the age of six, and they just yeah, killed well, him. Yeah, and I don't understand why we're so excited about these Clemson players too, because it's like DJU's not going to. DJU's not going to be the starter there halfway through the year, so. Because we like Clay Kate Klubnik. I'm actually not. I don't like any Clemson player outside of Boat Collins, to be honest. Like I, I you don't like the incoming freshman. I'm interested to hear what Nate says about I this. Mean, like, I just, I don't like Dabo is not afraid to just yank somebody. Like that's my big thing. No, he's that. not. Well, Dabo, I, I hate Dabo. Like I'll go on record saying like I think Dabo is one of the, my least favorite people in college football. I just think he's like a scumbag um, that presents himself as like a nice dude. I don't think that's true. Anyway, um, I think there's a good chance that if DJU struggles, we see, we see Klubnik by like week four or five. I really invest in cards. And then if you see Klubnik, I think you're going to see Bo Collins, Prosper. I think they're – I'm trying to figure out who I like is the other options outside of Nagata. And we brought him up earlier. We brought um, – what's his name in the slot up earlier? I, I don't remember. But I think Brandon Spencer, Brandon Spencer is the guy who's the slot wide receiver this year. And, like, he's not a – a long-term guy or a CFF asset. But like, I think he's a guy who's going to be in the, be in the slot. Um, and block his role is basically going to be blocking out people. Does Williams, does he, does he line up on the boundary? Or is he potentially an inside guy? I think he could he's do either, ball. but I think he's played based, ball. based on what they like to run there. Like, I don't know that he gets a boundary job, but I think he could do very well in the slot there. Do you think he can beat out? Ben and Spencer, because like I think I don't Spencer know anything about this kid. So yes, I think he can. He's like he's he's like like Drake Stoops at Oklahoma. Like he's just a guy who just sits in the slot and beat and beats out talented players because he's is who he is. That's all. Are you guys talking about? You, okay, sorry. Are you guys talking about EJ Williams earlier? Or no, sorry. Didn't yeah, really like talk about him because he, he's just he very average. Like that's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about with Adam Randall though. Like EJ Williams, Joe Ngata. Jakari Collins, Bo Collins, like these are literally all the same exact player. Like there is nothing that's that that would make any of those guys stand out from one each other for me, except for Bo Collins. Like did well down the stretch. That's makes me well, yeah probably the wide receiver one there. But like outside of that, like good luck separating some of these guys. I don't know. I mean, Nate, what do you expect for CFF next year? It's not a it's not a system I'm I'm really investing yeah. a whole lot of into right now. Um, I'm I'm moderately interested in finding out what the changes are going to be with offense with Elliot moving on to Virginia. That's other than that. I mean, it's, it's just kind of a crapshoot on how they're going to turn out right now. Has Brandon I, uh, ever called plays? The the new coordinator, right? Like he came up through Clemson, no, but like I don't ever remember no. him calling plays anywhere. Yeah, no, he okay. is not. I didn't think so. And they always hire from with. I mean, pretty outside of yeah. Brent Venables. I mean, they they just you just pretty much can mark it down as soon as they as soon as the guy moves on, they just hire the next guy. Wait, it was pretty funny. You were t- you saying how you don't like um, Dabo, and me and a lot of my OU buddies, we do not like Dabo either. And it's f- funny because it seems like 
we always joke that it's a cult in Clemson. It's, you know, yes. once, once you're there, you okay. don't leave and you never say anything about the program and, and all that. And we feel like it's, there's, there's a lot of um, cultish type things that are starting to happen in Oklahoma with all the coaches that have come over. So it's been kind of weird uh, having to adjust to the, uh, to the cult lifestyle, but I guess we're, we're part of it. So we'll drink the Kool-Aid now. Yeah. Ven- Venables kind of uh, brings that over with him. Well, Felix, God. I can't see a $2 bill <laughs> with a tiger paw on it. Let me set the scene. Let me set the scene. <laughs> uh, Nate, I got a question for you. That What's cult that? personality, that's uh, from Clemson. That's something their fans hand, hand out when they go places. So we went to the, the Louisville really? uh, Clemson game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two, okay. $2 bills with, with they got, they got nothing else to do in Clemson, South Carolina, which is a one road in, one road out town. Damn. I one of the late round guys that I, I like this year for a dart throw, I just want to know your opinion about it is um uh Brendan Rice, Jerry Rice's son, transferred to USC. I, I don't know. He just he's just fast and he's big. They just lost Drake London, so I think the spot's open. Like that's my only thought process behind it. Yeah. Like, the, that's it. So I, yeah, so I I wrote about the the USC situation um in, in one of my in the uh, stock down article whenever I was talking about um, Gary Bryant. The problem I have is that that number one, the, the the room is too full, and it's too full with a lot of guys that do a lot of similar things. He he can be a boundary guy, um, which is what they need more than anything. They got a whole lot of kind of guys that can play on the inside. What's weird is that Mario Williams, even though he's diminutive, he also plays uh, on the outside. He didn't play a ton in the slot. Um, Ryan actually moved out a little bit more and played some of the outside whenever um, what Drake Drake London went down. So his his role kind of switched a little bit uh, towards the end of the year. But I'm just kind of staying away from all those guys. I mean, it's just there's just so many, and and there's so many guys that have have you know a decent pedigree, but just haven't really proven all that much on the field and. Like systematically, Lincoln over the last couple of years has gone to a totally different system in that he just kind of targets uh, a lot of these hybrid type guys that come out of the backfield and do a lot of underneath stuff. And I think Mario Williams got kind of caught up in and and being one of those guys, or Lincoln tried to make him one of those guys, and and just not a lot of downfield um, action. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think he's got the talent, but. I don't know. I'm kind of staying away from a lot of those USC wide receiver room. Got you. All right, next question. Next question. Don't worry about it, guys. I got it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. Real after show starts right now. (laughs) I wanted to be your question. Go ahead, Mike. All right. The next question is, I think I saw that the CSF guys had uh, the Syracuse quarterback rank super high. I think I saw it in your article, too, actually. Um. No one's talking about the pass catchers over there. So I just want to hear your thoughts on the Rice here room at Rutgers. If there's or Syracuse, excuse me, at Syracuse and who we should be uh, who we should be targeting and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed that Taj Harris didn't just go back to Syracuse. Like I feel like that would have been a great setup for him there. Um I don't know, it was it was such a two man game last year between uh Trader and and uh, Tucker. Tucker. Yeah, Tucker. So, yeah, it's a totally unproven uh, wide receiver room. I know Queeley's got the uh, – I mean, he's got the size and, and the ability to pull it off, but 
who, who was the guy that kind of came on? Uh, Moxley could probably remind me of this. The guy that kind of came on towards the end of the year last year. Court, was it Courtney Jackson that kind of showed up a little bit? Is that his name? Um, you you caught me in a bad spot. I yeah, think no, so. you're good. It's just man, they just but, there's so there's so many question marks with their with their wide receivers. Yeah. It's just kind of hard to tell at this point. But Courtney Jackson played pretty well down the stretch, and then they got another guy named uh, Queely, who's uh, yeah, like Queely, something like that. It's supposed to be like that. The 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 problem with Schrader, who Jared and I were both on last year Jared, Jared calls him on the CGC pod like really early in the offseason mm-hmm. um and I was on him like a lot later so like J- Jared was the first person I ever heard talk about him um but like he's a bad passer like he's not like a passable passer like he's a really <laughs> terrible passer so, like I don't think there's a receiver that he can support realistically for fantasy purposes if like I'm being but- honest like I just don't, I just don't see that happening and I actually like Robert Ane, who's their new um, offense coordinator, who's coming over from Virginia. Like, I actually think he's a really talented offense coordinator. Virginia hated him for some stupid reason, but he's a good OC. I just, man, like, straight. I'm actually worried Schrader might lose that job. Like, if I'm being totally honest, I think to there's who? a chance Schrader loses it because, like, to he's who? such a bad passer. <laughs> like, he really is. But did you? But did you yeah, see Brent, Brennan? Did you see Brennan Armstrong throw the ball before? That's true. Well, I mean, I'm he, strong, was, he was I'm objectively struggling. horrible passer. Whenever the the year he was backing up um, Perkins, yeah. The, the the so this is a good example of of a coaching staff situation. It's not just um, Robert Ani that's coming over, but he's bringing the quarterback coach with him from Virginia yes. that made Perkins and um, and. Uh, What's his face from from last year? Uh, uh, Armstrong. They made Armstrong oh, yeah. just so much, so much better passers. I mean, I'm not saying I, I get it. He's he was he's been terrible in the past. Schrader has, but I mean, I, I think he's got a chance. Armstrong flashed in 2019, like kind of good passing skills. Um, 2020 was terrible for him. Like he was so bad in 2020. So I just don't know if we're going to see – Schrader's never been good. I just question, like, whether or not Schrader can be a – like, I actually don't question him from a CFS up, CFF upside perspective because, like, his rushing is just so amazing. I just don't know if – there's nobody else. Like, I don't think – DeVito transferred out, right? Like, Tommy DeVito isn't there anymore. Yeah, and, he's gone. Yeah, uh, so I, nobody's Illinois? Yeah, he went to Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, he 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 did. Um, so I don't think anybody's replacing him, like, like realistically. But they're going to get some zero weeks from him when teams can contain him in the pocket. To, to be to be honest, I and I like Eric Trader, like a funky looking funky looking dude with like a scraggly beard. I mean, like I'm here for it. Like that's the kind of guy that I want to support. I just what I happened just to the 1950s quarterback that was clean cut, had a nice haircut, you know, was respectable, you know. I just I don't I, know what happened to these I want guys. My Garrett, I want my quarterback to look like Garrett Schrader with a scraggly beard, long hair that is, hasn't been washed in like seven or eight days. No wonder you like when you were so much. Well, I, I want mine to look like Gardner Minshew and then uh, Justin Herbert yeah. for the haircut. Is that what, what your mustache is inspired by? 
Wasn't it Garrett Schrader that got the uh, they got the black eye from Willie Gay? Wasn't it Willie Gay that that smacked yeah. Garrett Schrader in the face? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, Garrett Schrader is quite a uh, quite a character. Um, I I'm really interested to see how that offense operates, and I I don't remember if you're higher or lower on Sean Tucker, Nate. I I don't remember where you you put him, but I actually think that Tucker could be just as good as he was last season. Like last season was a really high ceiling, but like, I don't, I'm, I'm not really ready to knock him down. Just cause I think the offense could be more efficient. Yes. Mike holding your hand up. Yep. Another question for Nate here. The most important guy in the show. <laughs> um, uh, Dontavion Wicks. I just messed that up. Dontavion Wicks of, of Virginia. I think I saw that he was super low in the rankings as well. What's your problem? So, <laughs> I, I feel like we're, don't confuse my don't confuse my uh, stock down report with with guys that I'm saying um, I'm low in the rankings. I think that those are those are dudes that could have been crazy high had their situations been slightly different. Like Anthony Anthony um, uh, Richardson playing for in a Dan Mullen system. Uh, Dontavian Wicks getting to play again uh, in this system there at, at uh, Virginia with Robert uh, Ani. But man, those guys leave, and we just talked about how crappy the uh, Clemson wide receiver room was last year, and how broke uh, DJU was. Well, that offensive coordinator is coming over, and that's who they're going to be working with now at Virginia. So if he excited yeah. you for Clemson last year, that's what you're going to be working with. Okay, well, I think I saw like Lavelle, the the six foot five guy that was hurt last year. I can't remember his name fully. Six seven. Yeah. yeah, that guy. I think he was like ranked like twenty. I saw like Wicks at like one twenty, and I was like, "What's going on?" Nah, you do well. know that our like those ranking sheets are not up to date yet, right? Like, <laughs> they, nobody, but at some point in time, someone put those names in that order. That's my issue. At some point in time, someone's like, "This is where it's going to go." You don't think maybe they could be alphabetical? It's not. <laughs> I'm just saying, Wicks comes way after Davis. So just throw clearly, that out. There. Clearly, I've been looking at the rankings way more than anybody else here, so I, they're not alphabetical. I got a question, Austin. Who, for, so far from what you've seen in the short time that I've been uh, with, on the Slack there with C2C, me or um, let's see, do you do you think that it's me or Felix that is the worst when it comes to a technology standpoint? Hmm, I think we're going to need to see a bigger sample size. Um, this would be a great question for Colin too, because he's yeah, the one Colin that's getting the fixer. He's yeah. the one that I'm that's getting all my DMs uh, like Saturday night at midnight, whenever I'm like I don't know three <laughs> beers deep, thinking that it's a great time to mess yeah. around on the website. And... When he's not busy rewatching Lee <laughs> Miz, <Les Mis. laughs> Nate after he's had like Mis, so. three double IPAs is like. Oh, dude, I had it. It was, uh, I don't know, it was, it was maybe like a week or so after I started uh, messing around on the WordPress. And I was, I had just finished off like, a, just polished off like a 15% stout. I mean, I was pretty, I was feeling pretty good. And, I, and here, I, I, I bet Colin probably had like eight messages from me between the hours of like 11.45 and 1 a.m. And he's probably like, what the hell is this guy doing? I apologize to him the next morning. We we got a double IPA tonight. There you go. Wow. Uh, Why are you punishing yourself? Just get a seltzer. <laughs> no, it's okay. I actually, I actually enjoy drinking quality alcohol. Um, wow. 
seltzer. So, no, I, wow. I don't want a seltzer. Uh, can I? Oh. Can, wait, wait, wait. Am wait. I going to get in trouble? I, I have a question for Felix now. Yes. Oh, I, no, okay, I, go, Mike. Okay. Felix, are we team IPA or team or team seltzer over there? Felix is team red wine. I'm not a beer drinker. Yeah, I'm not a beer drinker. Like bourbon. Felix's team order red wine at a brewery. That's okay. Oh, that's not okay. Say, sorry, sorry, that's not okay. I, I am all for for Mike driving the after show. I'm, I am too. So, we got oh, we got have Mike in here every week. If too, Felix uh, is a bourbon Mike. guy, I want to know if you're planning on going to the Kentucky Derby, and if so, I'm going to see you there. I wait. Are you going to the Derby? Yeah. Well, I'll be. When when are you coming in? Are you coming in for Oaks Day? I'll be in there. I'll be there for the okay. I've been to Oaks one time, and that was like oh, you know, I don't know if you ever been. Sorry, I I have too many thoughts. In my I've head. been to Oaks. I have not been to Derby. My first time going to Oaks was my first time going over to Churchill Downs, and I like went to the infield where there's like no mm-hmm. seating, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna wear my nice dress suits that have like no 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 comfort in them whatsoever. That day sucked. Yeah. That was the worst day. My that was absolutely terrible. My parents have been to Churchill Downs in the infield, and they said it's the worst experience ever. It's the worst experience. They said, yeah. do not do that. If it it's rains, perfect. you're screwed. You're absolutely screwed yeah. if it rains. It's perfect for I'm, people who are under the age of 22. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I just that's who, that's what scared you. I've, I've been to Churchill. I mean, there's a restaurant in Churchill, Matt Wynn Steakhouse. That I really like. Um, you guys call me I, the bougie one. Also, also, my first time at Churchill Downs, I met my um, college girlfriend's ex, who I was actually a little intimidated by because the dude was just gorgeous. And I met the dude; <laughs> he's like five foot four flat. And I was like, "Let's go!" <laughs> I was well, pretty excited about that. Get, <laughs> you probably there's probably no reservation, <laughs> but reserve reserve. Uh, you might have to ask Austin for some uh, scratch on this one, but reserve a. Reserve a, a table at Matt Wynn Steakhouse, okay. and have the uh, the charcuterie board. If they have the duck there, it's really that oh, day. It's really okay, that okay, time. okay. So, I, love, I love a good charcuterie board. I was actually having one earlier while I was doing my rankings too. Just so you guys know, I was. Yeah, so solo charcuterie board. <laughs> I almost had a photo of myself. I really did. I had my socks up, my feet up. I'm just, I'm just picturing Mike sitting, in the background. I'm just picturing Mike sitting there with like a an open bag of pepperoni and like a Velveeta block, and he's just like sitting there ranking. Look at my charcuterie. It was it was pepperoni too. It was pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the two meats I had out. Mike, oh, Mike, the- Mike picked off the pepperoni from Domino's Pizza the night before and decided to call that. Uh, what's What's the best thing on a charcuterie board? Um. Truffle, truffle cheese. I'll about to say brie. Um, for so. sure. Truffle cheese hits the yeah. Every that's kind of where I'm at. But anyway, yeah. So I'll, I'll be I'll be in Kentucky for about a week. We have two weddings to go to because like half my college friends still live in the area. I got married at EKU, by the way. Wait, um, you're in. Wait, you're not. You're not in Lexington, but you. No. you are a UK fan. If I, I went to UK I, I you, and and a lot of our wait, friends were there, so it, so we travel there frequently. I live in Virginia, Virginia now. Yeah. Okay. I, Virginia. I keep thinking that you're you live in Lexington, and I don't know why because I asked you this I think last week too. Yeah. And you gave me the same answer. It's but okay. I'm not that important, so it's fine. You, but you were in Lexington you know when you, as a student. 
You guys yes. Let me know when you come, Mike, and we'll get a drink or something like that. I mean, I'm not okay. the Derby if you got extra time. That's okay. <laughs> You'll pay since you're the lawyer. So it's like... <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll pay. I'll pay. <laughs> you heard it here first, everyone. All right. <laughs> I I used to be able to pay for that stuff and put it on the firm's uh, tab, but I don't I don't uh I don't work for the firm anymore. So that's why I showed uh, up buzzed and still in my work clothes. <laughs> Okay. Mike, are you, were you being treated, Austin? Were you? Being, oh yeah. Were you a you were a client? You were a client and running up the bill. Man, I, so we can't. Ev- we, we can't every, do that at my new every Wednesday yeah. during busy season, they just take like all the staff out and just get us like wasted. Yeah, because nice. we're, we're in the trenches, love, you know. Love to see it. They call that mental health in the army. Yeah. 